everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis, a foodie born and bred. My wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under twenty dollars. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. And I'm not cheap, although a good meal is a burger and a brew for under 20 bucks. That's true. So if it's spring, and it is, it must be time to drink something. And we have got a show loaded with great Great mixology and more and good food, but you know when spring is here is when our first guest is here. Greg Nivens is in studio. Greg is the CEO. Greg is like the sunshine this morning. Yeah, yeah I wish. Bright uh, and beautiful. Check us out on Facebook Live and right. check out. You're going to go blind when you see what this dude's wearing. But anyways, Greg is the CEO of Trigger Agency, and they run all the great uh, wine and food festivals that you see around town and the National Harbor Wine and Food Festival. Not just around town, up and down the eastern seaboard. Well, not everybody goes up and down the eastern seaboard, do they, Nick? Greg does. Anyways, can I do his promo, please? Yes, go ahead. Jeez Louise. Okay. Next weekend, out at National Harbor, the wine and food festival that is the annual start of spring, as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. Um, Great food and wine sampling and a chef's tent with... We'll Local get into it when we introduce chefs. them. Introduce everybody else I'm who's doing coming on the show. Well, if you would shush, I would. Oh, Sarah Collins forever. is going to be calling in from the UK. She's the founder and creator of Wonderbag and the Wonderbag Foundation. Mm-hmm. Wonderbag is a really revolutionary heat retention slow cooker, which continues to cook food that's been uh, brought to a boil by a fire. And these cook stoves have been made available to folks all over the continent of Africa. And it's saving lives, saving money, saving the environment. She'll be on the phone with us to talk about that. And next, John Coleman's in. John is the wine and cheese buyer for Balducci's. Cheese in studio. Yeah. Yay. And John's a cool dude. And his wife is a Shakespearean actress. Hubba oh, hubba. wow. Anyways, John travels the world finding interesting and delicious stuff to eat and, and, and also to drink because he's coming in with great options for spring and summer mm-hmm. uh, noshing and some mimosas, which... And rosé. an added benefit. I saw rosé. That works right. for me. And speaking of booze, Tori Pratt is the founder of Pratt Standard Cocktail Company. Uh, she's come up with an original tonic syrup recipe. Well, she's been in before. Yes, she has. It used to be called True Syrups mm-hmm. and Garnishes, right? Yes. How about that? Look what I know. Wow. But she's in to talk about her quest for great tonics. Uh-huh. And uh, Chad, well, everybody knows who Chad Spangler is. Chad is bartender and owner of Service Bar DC, but he's also the top mixologist in the Northeast region. I mean, he did, he, no, wait, no, he just won. Yeah, he won the he won the National Restaurant Association Star of the Bar Mixology Contest. Am I right? For the Northeast region. Right. But he's won all kinds of stuff. He's going to tell us about that. And then he's going to compete in the Nationals. He's going for the Nationals, but he made a hard stop here to be with us to talk about his cocktail philosophy. Right. Who knew there was one? There's lots. And to talk about, we're going to try his award-winning cocktail. Am I right? You're right. Dude. All right. We're going to do it. <laughs> but, first. but first, we've got Mitch Berliner from Central Farm Markets on the phone. Are you there, Mitchell? I am. Good morning, You're... folks, on this beautiful day. Hi, How Mitch. are you? You were a little slow on the uptake. I was worried that you'd fallen asleep on the phone. <laughs> How are you, Mitch? Yeah, well, um, I take a nap at the end of every market. That's a boy. All right. Well, this is the start of every market. Tell us what's going on at the markets right. today. Well, this is it, folks. Uh, strawberry season has started. Yay, We've strawberries. Strawberries, asparagus. Yeah, it's, and then, you know, blueberries come, like, very shortly after this. 
and then we go into cherries, apricots, peaches, nectarines, and all the stone fruits. But uh, so we got strawberries today, and that's a sure sign that uh, the season has begun. What are so, some of the uh, other vendors? Down. What are some of the other vendors at market with today? Well, of course, we have our usual selection of beautiful baked goods, meat, uh-huh. poultry, all that kind of stuff. We've got lots and lots of greens, uh, everything from 15, 20 kinds of different salads. We've got kale, chard, all that kind of what stuff. What about those uh, meat crafters skinny salamis? Did you grow some of those? They're everywhere. I know you have the people from Balducci's on today. We, we do, do have the people are, from Balducci's uh, on today. We have today. the person from Balducci's. Yes, we do. <laughs> right. And uh, so in Balducci's, mm-hmm. you can get uh, skinny salamis, and you also can get um, a really good selection of meat crafters, uh, handcrafted salamis, mm-hmm. our fennel salami and our truffle salami. Oh, my God, you're sending people to Balducci's instead of to your sen- to your markets, dude. <laughs> well, what a promoter you are. We love the people. Uh, they, and they so love you. John is nodding. Maybe he's nodding oh, out. Good. I don't know. But anyways, tell us, tell everybody where the markets are. Too much with the mixology guys. Right. No, um, not yet. We anyway. haven't done it yet. So tell everybody where the markets are so they can get over there. It's going to be a nice day. It is. So please come and visit us at our brand new location in Northern Virginia at the Nova Central Farm Market. That's on the parking lot at mm-hmm. the George C. Marshall High School, right on Leesburg Pike at the Beltway. And of course, we have our flagship 11-year-old market in Bethesda, downtown Bethesda. And we just had our grand opening yesterday, Saturday, uh, at the Pike and Rose. So Which we'll is a fabulous market. Saturday. Yeah, it's a nice market. It's right on the parking lot of the REI. And uh, it's in Pike and Rose. All right. So, all right, Mitch. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out uh, all the Bethesda or uh, Central it. Farm Markets in the area. You and you can meet Mitch here, and yes. he'll talk to you. And Deb. All absolutely. right. And get autographs. Oh, all right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Mitch. Bye-bye. All right, okay. Chad, so Chad, pony up to the mic here. I mean, we've had you in studio before, but for those who haven't had the luxury of going to Service Bar, which is sort of like... Well, wait, wait you're jumping into it. No, they I'm need not. to go on Facebook Live and see he's wearing his championship belt and his championship underwear, am I right, and socks? <laughs> yeah, his yeah. lucky underwear. Show us. So, But Service Bar is sort of the bartender's bar in this city. Am I wrong? I mean, wouldn't you say that's like where everybody kind of goes and hangs out? Yeah, we have a really big industry following. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stay open late. We serve food super late. So I think it's a good attraction there. And we've all, everyone that works there, myself and then Glendon, who also owns it, we've been in the service industry for a long time. So our roots have grown deep. And so it's like a lot of our friends that just come and hang out. So Do you know really Sam fun. Nellis? What's that? Do you know Sam Nellis? No. Look at it. So. He doesn't. Okay, Sam's well, maybe Sam hasn't been in there. He better get in there. He's the bar manager at uh, All Purpose down on, the, well, for all, of, the, all of their stores. I can't believe it. Okay, all right. but can we focus on him and not on our I just wanted son? to know if I they mean, were buddies. A, it's a little bit of nepotism on air. Yes. Um, so, but let's tell people about where it is and sort of the cocktail program that you have there. Sure. So we're located on U Street. It's in between 9th and 10th. We're across the street from El Rey and just down the block from Nelly's. Mm-hmm. We always strive to be a neighborhood bar first. So it's a super relaxed environment. There's hopefully very little pretension whatsoever. So you should feel as comfortable drinking 
a beer and a shot or a glass of wine, uh, but we also have a cocktail menu that... I like that you say a beer and a shot, not just a beer. Yeah. Okay. Like, you well, still have to have some... You're talking spirit. about intravenously? Or? <laughs> right. No. It'd like, be, it'd like be being on the show with just you and... David, not having me. Pairing. Right. Oh, uh, I'm not really Chad, sure about that. Chad's my favorite guest. Okay, Chad. There you go. Anyway. We have a cocktail menu that's about uh, 50 drinks. They're all originals, so we don't do a ton of classics. And it's split up basically into three different sections. So we have our $7 menu, which is essentially our happy hour. It's some classics that we think we do really well. Mm-hmm. Then we have our main menu, which we kind of <laughs> see as like the Hall of Fame. It's like the all-stars that have made it that we can do year-round, which we'll be doing one of those in just a bit. And then we have our seasonal menu, which is pretty much the most fun and the most current thing. So oftentimes we'll just get whatever ingredients we can, and uh, those are what we use for the seasonal menu until they're out, and then they're gone, or we adopt them into the main menu. All right, so you're going to pour first drink for us. Is it the award winner or something else? We're going to save the award winner for the for last. the end, the right. we got to wait for is, it. Big finish. Yeah, big finish. Big right. finish. First one that we're going to do is called the Calamansi Mojito. So we work with a specialty citrus grower in New Jersey, and Calamansi citrus is in season now. It's uh, traditionally used in Filipino cooking, but it's a cross between a kumquat and a mandarin. Mm -hmm. So usually when you're using like some sort of obscure ingredient like that, we like to portray it in like a very classic. Did you bring any in? I'd love to see what it looks like. Uh Well, it's chopped up in the bottom of this glass right now. Why don't you call it a mandarquat? Well, I think that's... (laughs) Honestly, I mean, what's, what's wrong with you, Chad? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's what we're having. Let's that's what do we're it. Having. All right. Pass it around. So Let's while get we're getting that. ready, and we're going to need a drink after we talk to this guy, Greg Nivens. The impresario of all impresarios behind all these great wine and food events up and down the East Coast. The 11th Annual National Wine and Food Festival returns to National Harbor. Give us the the profile. What's going on there? It's going to be a fun weekend. We've got uh, all the great chefs are coming in. Uh, Whole Foods is here uh, this year, which is a fantastic addition. They're going to do some uh, cooking demonstrations there. We've moved to a whole new location at National Harbor, so we're on a place called South Point, Mm -hmm. which uh, it's basically the same it's National Harbor, but it's a much larger footprint. For it's right us. behind the hotel. Is that correct? Yeah, so can you explain how water. people like? How yeah, do like people if, get there? Normally, if you've been to the show and it's uh, it's in the first parking lot right. uh, on the water, mm-hmm. this is on the last parking lot on the water, uh, basically. Uh, and there's a little lawn out front, so we've made it, the stage larger. Uh, we'll have some great music acts. We've got the Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. If you've ever seen them, they are unbelievable. Cool. Uh, and they'll play, and then there's the lawn, which is out front, which is great for people to really enjoy the day. And it's supposed to be beautiful weather, 70 degrees. Well, so let's sort of talk about all the different activations that you have at the festival. Because I love you've that been word. doing it for 10 years now. Yep. Um, I, full disclosure, um, I been uh, curating all the uh, chef demos every year with Scott Journeau. We always have a ball and we bring in really great chefs this year. As usual, Scott will be there. We have Joanna Heigl from Doi Moy. We have um, Vic Albizu, Vic Albizu Vic, Rock Harper, yep. who always joins us, and Alex McCoy. So it's an, it's an incredible lineup of chefs and they always like Bring everybody up on stage. Can I just There's throw in of... Brent Kroll from Maxwell is matching is oh, doing wine great. pairings for all this oh, stuff yeah. too. Yeah, and Brent is the man. He's the wino in town. Say, yes. yes, yeah. So Brent Kroll will be pouring um, uh, wines to pair with each of the chefs' demos, and then we have two new chefs this year from Whole Foods, and they're each going to be participating, and it's very exciting. Fun. It's fun to see that the. 
the show itself is, I mean, it's massive. There are lots of different uh, interactive displays and mm. exhibits. There's over 200 SKUs. The beauty is, is we, because of the licensing. Okay, we're for able... non-industry people, oh, what do you uh, mean by uh, that? Two, there's over 200 types of wine. Mm-hmm. So you can, uh, you could have a, you know, two different flavors, different styles, different things but like that. But you can that. taste the wines and then you Ta- can And then you can buy go them, buy them. Right? Absolutely. You can go, uh, there's a store right on site. So if you taste something that you like, you can buy it. You can buy it by the bottle there and drink it while you're there, or you can take it home with you if you'd like. What I um, love that you guys do is that you can buy it, but you don't have to schlep it around with you. You yeah. guys keep it. Absolutely. You can, we'll keep it's it like in Disney the va- World. Valet, like you can, yeah. yeah, you can get it. You know, like at Disney, if you buy crap at Disney, they're like, oh, we'll they'll hold they'll it for you at the entrance. Yeah, it is like Disney right. World because yeah. if you drink all that wine, you'll be goofy. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. But you also have some a lounge and a VIP. You have the Rose Lounge. We have the Champagne Lounge. Champagne we have lounge. the Rose Garden. Rose so Garden. there'll be probably 24, 20, 24 25 different roses. Mm-hmm. We have the Champagne Lounge where we have a DJ. Uh, pulling some tunes all day. It's right. a fun time. Uh, we have the Smooth Ambler uh, Whiskey Wagon, which that'll be there, and they have you go into the to it, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, the Cooking Theater, uh, and then uh, the main stage. Which well, I, we on. should tell people, I mean, if you want tickets, get your tickets now. Last year, there was something like 14,000 people over two days. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about why you should buy a VIP ticket versus Mm. a general admin ticket. All right, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We want you to join us next week at the National Harbor Wine and Food Festival. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to, I guess, the living version of P.T. Barnum, Greg Nivens of (laughs) Trigger Agency. There's a sucker born every minute. The the impresario that brings you the National Harbor Wine and Food Festival every year. It's next weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were talking before we went off the air about why it's, you know, why it's advantageous to be a VIP, a VIP. Oh, the VIP, yes. We have a special section for VIP. We have a little swag bag that you get if you buy a VIP ticket. Uh, And so that's kind of fun. But then we have the special VIP area. And in that area, you have Stella has a great uh, experience. And they they bring in their international uh, Stella bartenders that come in there and show you how to drink a beer correctly, which is Can you do the magic that that guy does in the commercial, too? Whatever he does. Uh, And then we have great food. So there's great food and wine pairings that are only in the VIP section. And there's, I mean, everything from paella to uh, wonderful, God, cookies this year. We have cookies for some reason, which is amazing. Because cookies are delicious. They are totally delicious. Right? There's nothing uh, like a chocolate chip cookie with your wine. But every kind That's of food you can think of and different restaurants that are in there. And they do ceviche and all kinds of uh, charcuterie and mm-hmm. different things that Excellent. are in the VIP area. All right. I, I mean, I have to say, this event, and I, I'm, 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 Partial because we've known Greg for like a decade, Long time. <laughs> but this event is so much fun. Period. That and this and Uber must love you guys because if you don't Uber to this thing, you're out yeah, of your you skull. Yeah, you do need to Uber to it. Right. I would definitely Uber it's this. It's a year. high uh, Uber, Lyft, taxi, whatever you need. It's a to high do. octane day, it but it's a, so much fun. It is a fun. high octane day, but as somebody who's been a part of it for the last ten years, what I always love is that every year there are there are the festival goers who come not just one day they come both days they are at that chef demo tap they are sitting up front 
waiting for the chefs to demo. And uh, you, all the chefs who demo p- give out tastes of the food that they're demoing. So oh, it's absolutely. always great to sit there. And then Brent Crawl is pouring the wines to go with. So please come see us next week because it really stay is. Stay at the Gaylord. The Gaylord has a great package. Oh, they do have a great package. It's, literally, you can roll out of bed and roll right to the festival. And then roll back and then roll into back bed. In. And then roll back in. Right. Uh, roll over some Advil. And- Sunday this year, we have a neat uh, gospel brunch. Oh, right. So it's kind of the line between saint and sinner. But we've got a great uh, acapella uh, gospel group that's going to be out there on the main stage. And we have uh, an all-you-can-eat uh, brunch with uh, unlimited Bloody Marys and unlimited— But that's uh, before the festival starts, right? What time does it start? It on Sunday at 11. And the festival—both days the festival starts, opens at noon. But no, no, it opens at noon for on Saturday okay. uh, for everybody. Right. On Sunday, it opens at noon for general admission. Okay. Uh, on Sunday for VIP and for people at the Gospel Brunch, it opens at 11. Oh, All right, excellent. so, so we talked about all this. How do I get tickets? Just go online. If you'd like to— To uh, what? To, you're going to go either to uncorkthefun.com uh, or mm-hmm. you can go to nationalwineandfood.com, and right. that'll get you right there. Google it. You'll find it. It's, oh, it's all there. there. Yeah. All right, everybody. We hope to see you next Sunday there. Um, great. Well, all great. Right. Thank so, you so much. Uh, so we got Sarah on the phone. Yeah. Sarah, are you there? Yep. Hello, um, yeah. Sarah. Uh, briefly, Sarah Collins is a globally um, celebrated entrepreneur, uh, best known as a creator of Wonder Bag. Wonder Bag, by the way, was chosen as one of Time Magazine's 50 Genius Companies for 2018, and we're about to tell you why. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, it's great to have We got a bit of a delay, folks, because Sarah's in the UK. That's so correct. why don't you tell us about Wonder Bag? Let's start there, and then we'll get into the origins and why, why you were motivated to create it in the first place. Well, Wonder Bag is a non-electric portable slow cooker. Very simply, for people who can't visualize what that looks like, it's an insulated bag that you bring your food to the boil in a saucepan, and then you put it, uh, once you brought it to the boil, you put the saucepan in the bag, you close the bag, and it continues to cook for 8 to 12 hours. But for David, for you with your cold beers, it is the best <laughs> non-ice cooler as well. I think so my reputation precedes me. <laughs> All over the world. Right, there you so go. You literally take your, your, your beers or your cold water or cold drinks or whatever, put them in the Wonder Bag, no ice required, seal it and take it to a picnic, take it to an event, Take it to your neighbors, and you will. I guarantee you, David, you will become the b- person with the coldest beer at the end of the event. Well, let me let me ask you this, because Wonder Bag, from my reading, was created specifically um, as a benefit and, and actually a safety factor for women in Africa and South Africa. Um, what what motivates that? Motivated that in the first place, and and how does it in fact create a safety net for them? Well, I am. Th- what motivated va- what motivated me is I am probably best known as a poverty activist or a freedom fighter, or as some probably know me as a lunatic that really wanted to change the status quo and the patriarchal systems that ex- you know are really deeply entrenched in Africa and across the world. 
And the biggest killer in the world and effect for eat up an open fire across the world every single day. Now, deforestation, climate change, all the issues which are right at the front of our minds right now, these are the issues with, which women are dealing with in Africa constantly. And that is what is keeping them in poverty. And girls have to collect firewood all week and don't go to school. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I could find an alternative where they only needed to spend half an hour over a fire and the rest of the cooking could be done in an insulated bag, which I learned from my grandmother many years ago. Why couldn't that be the solution? And it was, as Time magazine, you know, called us a genius company of the future. And it's always the simplest solutions and innovations, which actually are the genius products. And so we are taking women out of poverty, off fires, into girls into school, and we have 20,000 entrepreneurs across Africa. And that's what I am about. Well, but we sorry. also have been able to... Sorry, carry on. No, 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 finish, please. No, but I, I never realized when I started this in 2008 is that it also had relevance across the globe, busy moms, camping, everybody everywhere wants a wonder bag. So it's become a global company out of a a project that I started in South Africa. Well, how do you get these bags to the women who need it the most? Well, it can be used by obviously anybody, but the women who you originally created it for, how do you get it into their hands? So we run Wonder Feasts in communities across Africa mm-hmm. where we invite two to 3,000 women in communities and we demonstrated and we actually activated in those communities and we have partnerships where we subsidize the bag to a price that those women can afford. We also have a Africa... Um, a partnership with the International Federation of the Red Cross, mm-hmm. and we're working in getting a wonder bag into every refugee camp and every every home and every refugee camp across Africa. So we work with partners on the ground in vulnerable communities, and we're extremely active in Africa, um, because that obviously was my first and for, foremost goal. But Selling in the Western world has helped us to subsidize bags to the women that need it the most, but they can also use it in their own lives in America. Well, mm-hmm. Sarah, let me ask this question. Fa- because, oh, well, I, I want you to get into this because one of the footnotes uh, in, in the information we got was that, that Wonder Bag is, is significantly helpful in, in reducing the number of rapes in 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 Africa for these women that have to go out and gather wood. Why is that? How does that work? Because they're not gathering the wood. Well, it's they astounding. are gathering wood. I mean, you know that 82% of rapes occur when girls are collecting firewood. And due to deforestation, they're having to walk further and further away from their homes. Mm-hmm. And so they are at the whim of men. And um, 
you know, boys go get they get taken as child soldiers, but girls get raped, but they still come home with the firewood. It is an astounding and appalling statistic. We are seeing radical reductions of rape, and we are seeing domestic violence diminish in households that have wonder bags. So these are kind of the impact assessment data that we have to prove directly that the wonder bag has an impact on the development and support of women and girls in vulnerable communities. How do people help you get these bags into more hands? How do people get involved? So if you go to our website, which is www.wonderbagworld.com, you can either buy a bag online or you can donate to our foundation. We have a 501c based in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, and those that money goes directly into Wonder Feast that activate in those communities. So by buying a bag for yourself or your beer, David, or for um, busy mums or for... Where did I get the reputation of being a beer drinker? That's what I want to know. Well, she doesn't see all the alcohol in studio. (laughs) She doesn't know. Listen, I'm a South African. I can can sniff out a beer drinker. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, what's the the beer in South Africa? Isn't that Kingbird? I think that's the big beer. Castle Lager, Castle Lager. All right, all right. I think she knows. (laughs) I think she knows. Um, All right, Sarah, we only have a minute left. I Mm -hmm. want to make sure, again, that we really hit the the cost of Wonder Bag and how people can donate and also reach you for more information. So let's do that completely and fully. Yes, so to, to get hold of us and to get involved, we are actually, just an aside quickly, is I'm going to Puerto Rico in a week's time with a foundation to, to demonstrate and activate 1,800 bags oh, in Puerto Rico to homes that still don't have power. So it shows how this is something that can be used in all countries um, around the globe. That's amazing. And um, you can get hold of us on www.wonderbagworld.com. Excellent. Sarah. And that will take you to our foundation. Sorry? No, no, no. Go ahead. That will take you to your, our foundation page. You can send us a direct message. My email is on there. And we have a team of people that can support you and your listeners in any way that they would like to be involved or just to become part of the revolution that is the Wonder Bag. Terrific. Excellent. I just wanted the, the, the one side comment is it's unbelievable. It's great that you're going to Puerto Rico and distributing Wonder Bag. It's unbelievable that the that Puerto Rico is still, still in the shape it. it's in. Come on, FEMA. Come on, federal government. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, thanks thank so you. much Sarah, for joining thank you. us. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, Chad, let's go back to you. Let me ask you something, because this is a little bit beyond that. What do you think it is that makes you like a, the, the I feel supreme... like this is a trick question. No, it's not. I mean, you know, you ask every athlete what, you know, what do you think uh, he or she attributes, you know, their skills. I mean, you, you kick everybody's butt in every competition. 
What is? What do you got there? Is it just an instinct for it? Is it more than that? Did you study hard? Are you a heavy drinker? What do you do? <laughs> uh, maybe a little all of the above, but I try hard, and I think you try and focus on what you're doing in like the most simplistic form. So try not to overcomplicate things, and try and kind of like unpeel the layers to figure out what it is that you're really trying to do and like what you're really trying to highlight. Well, do you uh, think that's part of it, that, that some people think that to make a great cocktail, you've got to sort of outcreate everybody and, and get you know crazy with it? Yeah, I think there's a huge drive to use obscure ingredients for the wrong reasons and try to just like have like a menu Penguin that testicles, you know, something that nobody else has used. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that people get carried Wait, away with really the- are you really using penguin testicles? No, no, not yet. He is. Not yet. I haven't he tried is. them. I got one in my cheek right now. <laughs> oh. How is it? Huh? How is it? Don't ask the penguin. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I think that there's a big push to to try and make something that just seems like, you know, very interesting and, you know, piques your curiosity, but doesn't necessarily have the right reasons for doing so. So I think it's like always start at its most basic and, and simple form and then only add anything if it's actually helping to develop or helping to create something new and beneficial. Well, because well, I think one of the things with cocktails is balance, right? And people sort of lose sight of that sometimes because they're so excited about new ingredients or creating something so unique and different that do you think that, and it happens with chefs too in the kitchens or an artist painting, you know, sometimes people get really excited about the right. what they're doing and they just, they don't know when enough is enough. Totally agree. And I think there's two different forms of balance in, in cocktails. There's like structural balance, which the first thing we ever teach anyone is that like, if you can make a glass of lemonade taste good, you can make a cocktail that tastes good. It's just a balance of citrus sugar and water. Mm -hmm. And then you add alcohol and that adds a different sort of balancing agent. But then there's flavor balance. So it's like you could have structural balance, but if you're adding too many different flavors, it could throw something else off. So if you have something like you said you're about to present some almonds that have orange and ginger on them. It's like orange and ginger can work together, but you can imagine a situation where it you doesn't. have something else where so, orange right. and ginger didn't work. Let's talk about your next drink because we got to go to our next guest as well. Cool. So what when I talked to you before that this was on our seasonal menu, right. uh, this drink originally started there. We actually used to do different regional menus. So when we did France, this came about. So it's called Rosé All Day. It's a uh, Cocktail made with a Glendalock Wild Foraged Irish Gin. Uh, there's clarified grapefruit juice, clarified lime juice. Um, we have, right now, rhubarb and cranberry in this mm -hmm. one as well. But we'll change this one seasonally based on whatever fruit, um, and then it's force carbonated. So we take the entire drink, we batch it, and then we force carbonation into right. it. So it's nice and Sounds like we're going to give it a shot. You're not working very hard on this cocktail and at all. No, no, not at all. Okay. So our next guest has the job that I probably should have. He's the wine and cheese buyer at Balducci's. Uh, his name's John Coleman, and he's mm -hmm. a lucky dude. And he brought in, if you're watching Facebook Live, you have to see. A beautiful picnic spread. I'm still like on EMP 180, so I can't touch any of this stuff. There's a plug for EMP 180 again. Right. But, um, John. Hi. I mean, this Thanks is for joining great, us this morning. Hey, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun to be here. Um, I kind of uh, went a little overboard with what to bring. Because we're I wanted, all for that. I wanted to bring a little bit of everything. I was thinking, you know, it's it's the middle of the morning here on a Sunday, so you got to have brunch. Mm -hmm. so I brought a little snacking brunch type of, uh, of gear for us. Uh, you have a mimosa made with our Balducci's Prosecco mm -hmm. and in-house squeezed fresh orange juice. That's really the key to a good mimosa. Um, and then I just rode with that orange theme. 
Um, we also have a mandarin orange uh, ricotta torta. Beautiful. Oh, right here. Like Gorgeous. Cheesecake. Stunning. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is from Sardinia, and it's just light and refreshing. So wait, is this made there, or this yes. is a product that this you sell? This is made there, and it's a product that we sell. Let's all go to Sardinia. Andiamo <laughs> yeah. We love Sardinia. Yeah. Well, let's start, before we go through every product sure. that you brought here, for those who aren't familiar with the Balducci's brand, I actually grew up going to Balducci's in New York City. Like, yes. that was like... That was like so part of our field there. trip. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. To go and get great food and products. It was always a mecca for really high-end, interesting products that you couldn't buy everywhere. But now it's here in the D.C. market. So can you tell us a little bit maybe about like the mission behind Balducci's and the kind of products that you carry there? For sure. Yeah, we have uh, four stores in the D.C. Uh, market area. So we're mm-hmm. in Bethesda, Alexandria, McLean, and then our newest store just opened in the Reston Town Center. Yeah. Good and for you. really, our goal is just great food. That's the first and single most important thing that we focus on. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for new, interesting, or old and forgotten that, that should come back. We're looking for classics. We're looking for things that tell a story about where they're from or who makes them. So it's it's not food as a commodity. It's food as a passion. Well, the other thing you have, because we are regulars at the Bethesda store, That's is the terrific prepared foods. Yeah. I told you before the show, like, there's nothing worse than going in a place where there's that that dried out skin over the tuna and the and the and the uh, you know the egg yeah, salad and I've at Balducci's <laughs> I mean I see them while I'm there they're changing stuff out and everything they keep it fresh 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 and that's half of it. Well, that's that's actually I think that's even more than half because no matter how good a product you can source, you have to take care of it and treat it with respect, mm-hmm. and that's really what our staff can do. We have a tremendous staff of passionate people that care about the products that we sell. Um, you know, they they get paid, but they're not really doing it for the money because. It, it's just something really? inside them that makes take them away their salaries and cut the prices. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Um, well, let's talk about the cheese program sure. at Balducci's because you do have an, an extensive offering. Yeah, we do, and and we cycle it around seasonally and focus mm-hmm. on different categories or regions. And it's just it's just something we like to have fun with and play with. You know, I do the wine and the cheese, which can both be a little bit intimidating for for some people. You know, if you see something that looks funny or you haven't had it before, or a wine with a strange name. Mm-hmm. So it's about making it more accessible to people to be inviting to have knowledge. And we have such knowledgeable staff there to help you find something and make you willing to try something new. Well, I can attest to that because when I go into the wine department, there's always, you have your wine guys walking around and they're, they're, they're more than, they're like wine nerds. You know, they're really happy to offer their opinion and tell you what they're drinking and what they like. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it, they make it very uh, easy to go in there and, and pick out a decent Try wine. something new. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, that's, that's what food is can be so much fun, is trying new things and having right. new experiences. So food and wine, that's that's what keeps me going. Um, I, I learned something. I've been doing this for 22 years, and I mm-hmm. learned something new every day. Why aren't you fat? <laughs> David. So now you brought in stuff in a big, fat picnic basket. You've packed your own picnic. Tell us about some of the more, more of the products that you brought in today. Okay, so moving on beyond brunch, I like to think of just easy entertainment products and I like to think of the season. So in spring, I tend to go more towards goat cheeses. I don't know why. It's just something about goats and eating spring grasses and making yummy cheese. Mm-hmm. So I brought a, f- and then I just brought some of my favorite things because these are things that get me excited every day. Okay. So 
thinking of a picnic, I like easy. I like things. Wait, that you but just... can you tell us about that cheese? I know it's a goat I cheese, can. but like it's a you cut off the top yeah. and it's all gooey. You didn't I heat like it or top. anything. So this is a new cheese to the U.S. It started last year. They first made it. Okay, um, it's made by Firefly Farms. Oh, we know them. They've been in a bunch of times. Yeah, they yeah. Said to say hi. So we had dinner oh, we at their them. house yeah, once a million yep. years ago. And I, yeah, I, I took my whole cheese team there a decade ago before they even started their production facility. They were still working in a barn or a garage. Right. And but they're just great folks out there. And this is their new cheese. They worked on this with Jose Andres to develop it. And it's a unique cheese. There's not one like that anywhere because it's okay, made so out of Okay, so take the top off so we can see and it. And it's it's wrapped in a uh, spruce bark. So be- can I put my face in just, that? It's so sexy. I, mean, I know, it so is. take a little spoon. Uh-huh. And, and please remember, with all cheeses, you serve them at room temperature. Right. So, you know, a lot of people will serve them too cold, and then you won't get the right texture. Yeah, I'm not giving this to you. Yes, you are. Give that to me. You're on a diet. You can't eat it. But it gets, you know, the spruce bark just imparts a certain woodsy character, seeriness to it. But it's super mild. But it's mild, exactly. Right, because you would expect a gooey, gooey cheese like that to be really sharp. Mm -hmm. It's not at all. My God, I'm slobbering. Mm -hmm. It's like... Everybody else, their spoons dig in. into this. And then picnics, you got to have a rosé. So I brought uh, another one of our our own house label wines. My cup literally runneth over at the moment. (laughs) So we work so hard on on all of our wines that we source for our label. Um, It's really about connecting with the winemaker. It's it's a personal Mm -hmm. relationship uh, that you... Excuse me, that you have with them. Mm-hmm. Our rosé is made by Anton Bauer. He was Falstaff's winemaker of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the first uh, retailer in the U.S. to import him, uh, to retail him in the U.S. and import. Cool. Uh, that was uh, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's just been a great friend for over a decade. Excellent. And then, he, you know, we started trying his rosé that he was making and loved it. And so we bought uh, specific barrels every year. We pick which which tank we want to buy from. Mm-hmm. And, and ours, we, t- we always ask him to not put it through mallow so it keeps a freshness. So now if I wanted to put together a picnic basket and I were to come in, is there somebody there who could help me? Absolutely. We have okay. a full staff of people that love to talk about food, uh-huh. love to talk about wine. And, and it, you know, if you source great ingredients, you're going to have a great time. So for, for me, something really easy to do is take a small wheel of cheese like this. Mm-hmm. And then I also got one of my all-time favorite things, the Iberico Bolota. Can this I have is, a piece of this? Yeah, you have to have a no. piece of this. <laughs> He's so like, this, it's getting... You this know, used to be illegal. You must be on drugs US. if you think this is getting past me. Okay, just give it to me. My God, you're so greedy. So this is the American pig, but all acorn finish. So mm. it has a special diet of nothing but acorns, and right. that gives it a unique type of fat property. Mm-hmm. And then when the, when it ages, it's a 36 to 48 month aging process. Mm. The fat actually changes in texture. It goes to a uh, uh, it creates more oleic acid in it, which is a good antioxidant, mm-hmm. and it's actually healthy good it's, for you fat. Trust oh, good! Me. I'll take you a bucket, guys. Uh, unfortunately, we got to move on. Let's tell everybody real quick where all the Balducci's are. Yes, please, sure. Balducci's. Uh, we're in McLean, Virginia, Reston, Virginia, in the town center. That's our newest store, and mm-hmm. then we also are in, in um, Bethesda. And Alexander. On Old Georgetown Road. Thank you so much. We'll have you back in to talk about other delicious things there. John Coleman. We're going to take a quick break. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Welcome back to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Yes, and I just want to shout out one of the things we didn't mention. Balducci's is doing a Meet the Makers event on May 4th at all area Balducci's. Uh, so you can meet the makers of all the various products, including the guys from Firefly Farms. They'll be um, sharing, showing off their cheeses. All right. So we've had a lot of uh, potables on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pot, just potables. But Tori Pratt is the founder of uh, Pratt Standard Cocktail Company. And 
I, I, the story on you is that a couple of years ago you were going to make a gin and tonic with Green Hat, which is great gin, mm-hmm. and you didn't like the tonic, and you said, sure. my quest, my, li- my life is going to be dedicated to that. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and now you're in business. Yes, now I'm in, I'm in business, and I've been on before, and thank you for right. having me back again. Absolutely. So tell us about, let's talk about your products sure. and what your creation was. And and then how you've grown because you're at Mess Hall. That's where you started, which yep. is a great incubator for small craft artisan businesses. Um, so let's talk about the beginning, and then we'll move to now. Sure. So we started in 2014, mm-hmm. and um, I launched with just our tonic syrup, which is made from the natural source of quinine, which is a bark from Peru, and then a bunch of spices inspired by British India. Um, which I mean, is did where you have a chemist degree? I mean, how did you know what no. you were doing? You so, were just like, I'm just going to figure this out. I, I grew up around the food industry. Um, mm-hmm. My mom was a caterer, and she and my dad started a smoke seafood business when I was little. Okay. So... I was that weird person who went to college and lost 15 pounds instead of gaining the freshman 15 because uh, I just didn't have my mom's food anymore. Right. That um, makes sense. So I always love cooking um, and I always have some random project going on in my home kitchen. And mm-hmm. one of those projects happened to be tonic syrup because I just hated how modern tonic tastes. Um, and modern tonic is a total bastardization of uh, real tonic water. Okay, so for people who don't know what real tonic water Absolutely. is, what is it? So it's made from um, a bark from a tree. Uh-huh. Quinine mm-hmm. and lemon, basically, isn't it? Usually, basically, quinine, lemon. But they thought then, quinine was a... a malaria. It's cure. an anti-malarial right. um, that was used in British India and in other places to combat the effects of malaria. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was popularized in British India. Um, and soldiers there were also paid in a gin ration. And they were like, oh, well, you know... This tonic water is really bitter. It tastes a lot better when I add my gin to it. Interesting. And we still drink gin and tonic nowadays right. as a result. But right. the modern gin and tonic is a totally different gin and tonic than that original gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. The first gin and tonic was not carbonated, um, and it had a whole bunch of other flavors to it, like cinnamon, clove, allspice, things inspired by chai, um, which added a whole lot of flavor mm-hmm. um, in British India to the tonic water. Um so we, we launched that in 2014, and then uh, 2015, we launched our grenadine, which is made from pomegranate juice, cane sugar, and orange blossom water. Um, pro tip, grenadine was never supposed to be cherry. It was always supposed to be pomegranate. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people think of it as a sickly sweet syrup, but um, grenadine is actually not supposed to be sickly sweet. It's supposed to be tart sweet. So things like a tequila sunrise for Cinco de Mayo next week. It really should be a tart sweet drink as opposed to a purely sweet I drink. I have a question. Sure. An errant question from the environmental side. To, mm-hmm. to get the bark of the tree, what's yes. the tree called? It's called a cinchona tree. All right. Do they have to kill the tree or have they figured out how to strip it? And... So they figured out how to strip pieces off of it. It's still not healthy for the trees. Um, so they haven't quite figured out the proper processing methods so that they don't have to deforest. And are these all in the Amazon? Where are they? They grow everywhere from Peru all the way up to Mexico. Um, and ours actually comes from a farm in Guatemala. So they do like um, You can farm it. You can farm it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's farmed. Okay. All right, sorry. So now where okay. now where are you in your product launching? Like where are you with everything cuz you changed your name. Yep. So and rebranded. Yep. So, so since, now what? So since we launched the grenadine, we also launched three other products. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a cola, a rich simple and a ginger. Um, and, and these then, are all just syrups. Correct, yeah. So, so they're bases for cocktails. Mm-hmm. So um, most premium cocktail bars use their own classic syrups to make sodas and cocktails. So mm-hmm. how much do you mix in? Like what is 
usually about an ounce, a half an ounce, depending on the cocktail. Um, so you get a decent amount of, out of every bottle. For the uh -huh. large bottles, yeah. you get between 16 and 20 drinks at the lowest amount. And then for the small bottles that we have, which we just released this classic cocktail syrup set uh -huh. uh, that you're you're looking at right now. Yeah, the simple syrup, you get 32 old fashions you out do. of that. So if you're making an old fashioned, you really do not need a whole lot of sugar. You should uh -huh. drink the old fashioned way. You yeah, get more exactly. out of it. Uh -huh. Exactly. You're cheap. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, like for the cola syrup, yeah. how do you use that? Do you just use that instead of like if you... I mean, how do you how do yeah. you use that? I so, guess I don't even know. So you can use it in two different ways. Mm -hmm. You can either, or three different ways, really. You could add seltzer to it to make cola soda, the way Coke right. tasted around 1890. Well, like they used to give you... Minus the cocaine. Right. Um, right. Minus the cocaine. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, there's no fun in it, right. then. But no, like when I was younger, they used to give you cola syrup yes. for your stomach ache. Yeah. Yes. Is so it still... It is It is still... It serves that same purpose. So okay. cola nuts actually are good uh, for uh, settling the stomach, and uh -huh. also cola traditionally had a whole lot of ginger in it um, and mm -hmm. modern coke has no ginger, ginger in it, it. Um, so we put real fresh ginger juice in it oh. so it's very good for settling the stomach okay Almost I know ginger ale is ginger. like ginger ale is like my cure-all oh I'm my like, god you don't feel well you should have ginger ale <laughs> you need to try our ginger beer then our ginger okay. syrup because like it is as gingery as it gets it's we put a full pound of ginger in every single bottle wow so it is super concentrated on the ginger front um, so to answer your question from before, we've uh -huh. grown from just like one local outlet to now we're in 105 stores in 14 states and we're on Amazon Prime. Look at you, you're a mogul. You. But oh, now yeah. you're trying to do a next step. So what does yes. that involve? So um, we've seen from our traction on Amazon that we have a whole lot of customers across the United States. I would uh -huh. have thought they'd just come from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, uh -huh. um, but they are across the U.S. And so we're raising a round of investment right now so that we can expand nationally and really test uh, the idea of cocktail syrups um, on a national level. Are you uh, a lot of consumers or is the industry or both? Both. Nice. Great. So how can people get in and help you? So there's um, a site called WeFunder. Mm -hmm. um, it is a equity crowdfunding platform that allows you to invest for at levels as low as $100 mm -hmm. in the future of this business. I think we're going places. If you think so, too, go to wefunder.com slash Standard. Excellent. And where can we find your products locally? Um, you can find them like, in lots of different stores. Can we find stores. them in Balducci's, maybe? Uh, uh, um, I'm working on it. Working on it. Oh, John. <laughs> That's um, what happens when you come to You're going to get a different kind of Dear John letter. Um, I like to suggest that people go to Glenn's Garden Market in DuPont mm -hmm. or to Shop Made in D.C. in yes. DuPont or at the Wharf. At the awesome. Wharf. Excellent. Right. Great. Congrats on everything. Thank it's you very much. step back up to the mic. What Let's, were you What were you doing over there? There was some smoke coming out of there. What's happening? Oh, well, so we use uh, liquid nitrogen to chill a lot of our glasses um, mm -hmm. at Service Bar. So because just, it's super easy to do that, right? Yeah, well, mm. we don't have enough room for freezers behind our bar. It's mm -hmm. really thin, so uh, it's the easiest option for us. And then we also like the first drink, the mojito. That mint was frozen with liquid nitrogen before it was muddled. So it helps to uh, basically kill the enzyme that causes, like, browning. So it keeps it a little bit fresher and, and okay, parts cool. a much nicer green color. But the next drink that we have for you is honestly one of my favorite drinks. Um, we were talking before about where you get inspiration for cocktails. And most oftentimes for us, it's from the culinary world. I think that chefs have been far ahead of bartenders in their adventures in cooking. It's mm -hmm. been something that has been around forever. You start eating as soon as you're born. You usually don't start drinking quite yet. Um, and so I think that just the, the culinary world, as far as chefs are concerned, is so much more well-developed than the like bar and mixology world. 
Um, and this was a drink that was made after a few trips to Mexico, going to my favorite taco place in the world, El Fogón, and having Al Pastor Where tacos. Where in Mexico? Where was it? It is in between Playa del Carmen and mm-hmm. Tulum. Mm-hmm. It's like right on the highway when you're going down. So if you're ever flying to Cancun, you're going to Tulum. On the way down, just stop off, go to El Fogón. It's the best Al Pastor tacos you'll ever have. Okay. Um, but Al Pastor tacos are usually it's a pork that's coated with a natto seed and then roasted on a vertical spit with pineapple on either ends, and then it's just shaved off. So this drink, basically, we treat the pineapple like pork. So we take pineapple spears and we coat them with a natto seed, and then we marinate it with guajillo and ancho chilies, a little vinegar, salt, and water. Uh, what happened to simplicity? Oh, this is true. simple. This out is the window, simple. simplicity, get out. Yeah, you know. You go both ways. Yeah, right? I understand. Um, then we take the pineapples out of the marinade after 24 hours, and we grill it over mesquite wood and charcoal. And then we take those and blend it back together with the marinade. That so it was simple, in. you can do it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that basically gets uh, mixed with fresh lime juice, fresh pineapple juice. Uh, we use El Tesoro Blanco tequila, um, mm-hmm. and then Ricea, which Ricea is a it's a product that's kind of like in between tequila and mezcal. So it's made in Jalisco, the same place where tequila is made, but it doesn't follow the rules and regulations of tequila. So it's a little bit more funky. Uh, it has almost this like acidic note to it. So from, it made just, from cactus though, or? Um, so it's made from agave, but it's agave. made from wild agave. So this okay. is from the Maximilano agave plant. Um, so tall is the cactus one. Right. That's a little bit different, but uh, you're in the same in the same region. Uh, but yeah, so this is like okay. roasted, smoky, pineapple-y. It's just like my favorite margarita ever. Um, it's and beautiful. one of my favorite cocktails. We use, I like, love these... the, the glassware that you're using for this. Yeah, it's, it's clayware, really. Clay. Clayware, I know, right. terracotta. Potteryware. Yeah. So, but um, does it eventually leach through? No, it doesn't. Those are, um, they're food-grade clay, but they're made in Mexico, so... We get them, MexicanGrocer.com, actually. Cool. cool. Excellent. All, All right, right well, when is your competition? Quickly. So May 20th in Chicago at Tau, uh-huh. 7.30 p.m., I believe. So that'll be the national competition, and the, the regional one was here in D.C. at Jack Rose like about a month and a half ago. Congratulations. This is delicious. Everybody has a All little right. try Win. It. Win one for D.C. Absolutely. We will do our best. All right. Well, that, unfortunately, is the end of the show. It Everything is? you... Hope you guys had fun. Had uh, heard about on the show today. You can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouwantit.com. Mm-hmm. Follow her on WTOP. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, follow her on Facebook. I do want to mention, I want to thank uh, ProFish and Ivy City Smokehouse and Central Farm Markets and Meat Crafters for sponsoring the show. Because mm-hmm. without any sponsors, we're not on the air. So right. thank you. Well, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. It was another delicious show. Please join for us. For some of you. Right. For, yes. Your some of rats. us enjoyed it a little more than others. Mm. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. And everybody, please have a delicious week. <laughs>